Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us. A quick reminder, we're on the road quite a bit here this spring, heading into the summer, a lot of camps, a lot of showcases. So we're tweaking our schedule for releases on the podcast, Tuesdays and Thursdays, at least temporarily until everything kind of gets back to normal in terms of the, the workflow. But make sure you head on over to 24-7 Sports for all the latest on your favorite college football team and recruiting news. We had Gabe Brooks at the Elite 11 stop in Dallas. There was a couple other big events this past weekend. You don't want to miss any of that news. We're going to bring on National Recruiting Director for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong. He's on the line. Steve, how are we doing? Doing great, Blair. Doing well. How about yourself, brother? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. I I was telling Brandon Huffman uh, a couple weeks ago on this podcast that it's nice to get back into a a rhythm, right? With with a lot of camps, a lot of showcases, hitting the road, seeing prospects in person, something that we didn't get to do a lot of in 2020. And I think it's allowed us to really get a a full grasp of of not only a kid's recruitment, but evaluations and you know kind of sync what we saw on tape and on film during the fall for a lot of these players and being able to see them in person has been very valuable for us and and also very welcome right to to be able to kind of get a a full scope of things yeah man it's i feel like we're getting we're back to normal man even i'm even like in the spring football out west i can record or watch these games on uh, Fox Sports West, or is it Bally's now, or whatever it's called. Anyway, Greg Biggins is on, and I'm tuned in. Yeah, it's it's been a, a blast. One player that we want to lead off the show with, and, and he made an announcement this last week, was the number one tight end in the country, Jake Johnson, out of the state of Georgia, number 80 overall in the 24-7 sports rankings, also a top 80 player nationally in the composite. He comes off the board and makes his announcement, commits to the LSU Tigers, giving LSU and, and that staff another notable recruiting victory at that position after a couple successful cycles at the tight end spot. Yeah, LSU with the number five recruiting class three years ago, the number four recruiting class two years ago, and the number three class last year, sitting at number three early in the cycle here in 2022, Jake Johnson, one of the jewels, six foot five, 225 pounds. Quickness is his game, length, ball skills. He can create separation easily, sure-handed with that size. He can go up over people and make plays. Dangerous after the catch with this physicality along with this quickness. And a big pickup, obviously, his older brother's a quarterback in Baton Rouge. So the crystal ball favorite LSU for a long time for, for Jake. And his brother's having a good experience there. And so that was always the thing, you know, if, if, if older brother's having a good experience, probably, you know, leads to Jake 
you know, Landon there as well. And, and now he's in the class, one of 12 commits, a class that's led by two five stars, two in-state players, the top two players uh, from Louisiana and quarterback Walker Howard and, and Will Campbell. So this offense is really coming together. You got your franchise quarterback who won a state championship last year. You got your franchise left tackle who everyone in the SEC wanted in Will Campbell. Then you go out and get the number one tight end in the country in Jake Johnson, and you got yourself a matchup nightmare out there. You know, there was a lot of question marks, uh, specifically with LSU and, and, you know, kind of that offense and whether or not they'd be able to attract other positions because we know they're going to be able to recruit receivers. They, they've always done a terrific job of not only recruiting the receiver position, but also developing the receiver position. Obviously, in recent years, at running back, they, they've thrived. We've seen them elevate themselves. That, that whole staff, Coach Orgeron and the pedigree that he's brought over, we knew he was going to be able to recruit defensive linemen and, and obviously defensive backs. They're among the select few programs that can maybe peg themselves or tag themselves as, as DBU. But they're, they are taking those next steps in, in other positions and really elevating this program to elite and, and in that premium kind of radar in terms of the, the national overall rankings. And tight end is one of those spots. I feel like what they did getting Eric Gilbert a couple classes ago what was obviously monumental and, and to beat out some of the programs that they beat out for, for his signature. Obviously, we're still waiting to see what transpires with him in the transfer portal and you know uh, and all that but I do feel like it's a message that this staff is sending that not only are they going to be able to recruit some of those positions that we know LSU can recruit at but they are attacking and they are being very meticulous with some certain spots on that roster oh man I mean you look at LSU and that team that won the national championship had 14 draft picks Blair led by Joe Burrow who went number one overall five first rounders chase on Justin Jefferson who's taken the NFL by storm Patrick Queen who's a difference maker for the Ravens Clyde Edwards Hilaire who came out the gate for the Chiefs and and uh, was terrific in the opener for them and and certainly made a big impact and and uh, so with the NFL success with the success on the field you know it's easy to see why LSU is crushing it and 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 you know looking up and down our 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 top 100 and and, and prospects. I did that article this week on the race for number one uh, and, and kind of taking a heat check on some of the biggest names in this class. I mean, Coach O is talking to all of them. Heck, LSU's not even in the top three or four for some of them, but Coach O's getting them on the phone, taking a shot. He's just got a relentless attitude when it comes to recruiting. And, and, and with that, as we let off the segment, number five, three years ago in the country class, number four, two years ago, number three last year, they're trying to improve upon that this year. They're sitting at number three right now, but they're in the mix to finish number one nationally and and but certainly they're on track to sign another class that's going to keep them in contention for a national title for years to come staying in the sec steve was the fact that this past weekend one of the big recruiting events of the spring a day at at alabama we saw what uh, florida state was able to do a couple weeks ago with their spring game attracting a number of four-star prospects a handful of five stars and and really building buzz heading into june which is when the Dead period will be lifted uh, officially now. The NCAA Division One Council announcing that campus visits will once again al- be allowed, and, and in-person, face-to-face contact between coaches and recruits will will be permissible. But Alabama now 
starts to build some momentum. We saw them come out of the gate a bit slow in the 2021 cycle. That didn't really matter. Them signing probably one of the best recruiting classes ever. And now with A-Day in the rearview mirror, what kind of buzz had you heard about what went down in Tuscaloosa this past weekend? Well, I think the atmosphere was something that excited a lot of prospects that were there that hadn't been in an atmosphere like that in, in almost, you know, in over a year, you know, and unless you went to the Florida State spring game the week before. So I think the atmosphere in Tuscaloosa was really exciting for the prospects there. Walter Nolan, the number one defensive tackle in the country, number two player overall, was there with his family. His dad told me he thinks Alabama is going to repeat as national champs after watching them uh, go through their, their spring practice live. And so they definitely continue to make an impression on Walter. It sounds like he also said his official visit, his dad said, for the last weekend of June as they battle, you know, Georgia and, and uh, Michigan and LSU and, 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 and Ohio State and several others for him. Alabama seems to be in a great shot for, for Walter Nolan. Florida's in there. But, uh, you know, they had some big-time guys in the younger classes and, and, and just a chance for them to come into Tuscaloosa and get, and get a feel for you know, that environment and, and watch Coach Saban and his staff work in person. I've been anticipating a kind of a run of early commitments because you touched on it there. These recruits haven't been able to get on campuses and meet with staffs and meet with coaches for a long time. A lot of them, this is their first taste of the recruiting process. They've been waiting. They've been hoping. They've been bracing for this moment to actually go and experience things. And I, I was mentioning this a couple of weeks ago. I feel like there's going to be a run of really early commitments because some of these prospects are going to fall in love with that first place that they see. And, and I feel like Alabama drawing the attention and drawing the presence of so many prospects is, is very notable and it could help them down the road as well. I think, Blair, that we're going to get back on to the sink that we were in. What I'm trying to enunciate is I struggle for my words here, brother, is that the NCAA calendar is going to return to normal in June. I think a lot of kids are going to take, you know, their four to five official visits in June and, and, and make a decision. But there will be some that don't. And those will be the guys that are making their decisions, you know, taking their officials during the fall and, you know, announcing late. But I think that June is going to be as busy as we've been. Kids are chomping on the bit to get on the road. These are going to be some monster recruiting weekends each week nationally. There's a lot of midweek visits being scheduled, I've noticed. Kids still want to decide before their senior season. Schools still want kids to sign in December so they can evaluate what they have coming in, where their roster sits going into spring football. And I think that normalcy is really, really close for us uh, once this dead period is officially lifted. We're joined by Steve Wolfong. We're going to be back with more here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I want to tell you about the all-new Stitcher podcast app. It's been rebuilt from the ground up to make it easier to listen to podcasts on the go or on the revamped web player. Stitcher is home to all your favorite podcasts from the classics like My Favorite Murder, This American Life, and How Did This Get Made to the CBS shows such as First 
cut golf and fantasy baseball today in stitcher you have more control like setting your download preferences per show and the ability to listen at virtually any speed with stitcher you can listen to your podcast anytime anywhere so give the all new stitcher a try download it on the app store or at stitcherapp.com backslash download steve let's get into a five-star prospect that has been able to now with the dead period lifted a chance to kind of make a roadmap for himself right i know he wants to take uh, a, an early commitment and now he has some visits that would be five-star running back gavin sawchuk he's the number two overall running back in the composite a, a speedster an electric playmaker out of the state of colorado and those four schools that he will be going out to are oklahoma notre dame ohio state and usc i know that he's been pretty cautious with, with being able to, I guess, kind of schedule some of these trips. I know he has a few schools in mind that could potentially get that fifth visit, but those four schools right now are in, in a thick of, of the race for one of the better players at that position in the country. Well, Oklahoma has been trending on the 24 seven sports crystal ball for Sawchuck for quite some time. And I think that still that's the program that's in the best spot for him. The relationship with Lincoln Riley, DeMarco Murray has more longevity than any other school. I think he's comfortable there uh, with the offense. I think that it's a genuine relationship. And, and, and so he feels good on and off the field about Oklahoma. Notre Dame's kind of the dream school. Well, I don't know if dream school is the right word, but the school that he's he's been a fan of or rooted for he did a school project on Notre Dame a long time ago and has just kind of taken an interest uh, in that school Notre Dame wasn't really one that was in the mix six months ago for for Sawchuck but they've really put themselves in a good position here led by Lance Taylor they've had some good zoom meetings with Brian Kelly they're going to get what it looks like the last official visit on June 25th but so I, I think Notre Dame's kind of been an intriguing spot even though I like my Oklahoma crystal ball he took a visit out to USC uh, this spring and, and obviously really liked it because he's going back there uh, the weekend of June 4th and USC, they're just kind of doing a really good job of being involved. Uh, as I mentioned with LSU earlier in the show, USC is involved with a lot of great players in this class and seem to be on a lot of short lists, Gavin Sawchuk being one of them. And then Ohio State, Tony Alford's a guy that they like a lot over there, the Buckeyes running backs coach. Um, Ohio State and, and Notre Dame are kind of recruiting a lot of the same backs right now. Uh, when you look at Gavin Sawchuk, Nicholas Singleton, Dallin Hayden, uh, it'll be interesting to see who falls where down the road. You know, he's got a lot of different choices there in, in terms of not only, uh, I guess, location, but also offensive playing styles, right? So he's he's got a, an air raid school in there in, in USC and a program that might not have the notoriety at, at running back in recent years. I don't think they've signed a top 24-7 running back for at least four cycles dating back to when they had Stephen Carr. So they've struggled at that spot and there, there will be an opportunity for him to head out west and, and play for USC and, and play early. But there are question marks, right? about the involvement of the running back. I don't think there's the same amount of questions with the other schools, right? Ohio State's been churning out running backs. Notre Dame plays a, a very attractive style for running backs as well. And then Oklahoma is, is the interesting one for me because they already have a five-star prospect or a five-star candidate at, at one of those spots. And that would be Relique Brown out of Modern Day High School in California. Now they, they want him as a receiver, kind of a scat back, all-purpose slot, slot type of player. But he's also got that designation of of being able to go out in space and getting the ball in his hands and, and and I wonder how effective could Oklahoma be with two players filling a role like that where they're trying to get them out in space 
create mismatch issues and and kind of feature some of these players. I, I know Oklahoma's also in on Javante Barnes, another highly rated running back from out west. And I think that's one of the interesting dynamics to, to monitor heading into some of these official visits because these spots are filling up. And I think these players realize that, you know, they, they better jump on some of these schools. They better jump on some of these opportunities before, uh, you know, a school or a coach has to move on. Well, I mean, Oklahoma, Coach Riley is one of the more innovative offensive minds in college football. He knows how to create mismatches and, and, and uh, they've, you know, they have a standard that they're recruiting every position room and, and guys that choose to play at places like Oklahoma aren't going to be scared off by competition. I mean, these are alpha personalities and, you know, the cream rises to the top at places like Oklahoma, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. And Gavin Sawchuk's a guy that they've been pushing for for a long time and prioritized. And, you know, they wanted to come in there and push the room and, and think he can be a difference maker just like the other finalists. I know you're you're pretty tied in with with this recruitment. How big are academics for for Gavin Sawchuk? I know he also took an unofficial visit out to Stanford, uh, so he's got the grades. He, he's got kind of that 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 hunger to to learn in the classroom and to pursue some of the networking and and the degree aspect of it. And and among those schools, I mean, I don't want the fan bases to you know to to at me on Twitter or anything, but it feels like Notre Dame probably offers the the best package in, in terms of the degree and in terms of the education. Notre Dame is a small school, you know, so we'll see if that's the environment he's looking for. Notre Dame's a place where uh, I've always said kids know whether or not they're going to go there pretty quickly when they step on campus. So, you know, the visit will be big for, for Sawchuck and his family when, when he goes out there. And then I think he's going to go after his Notre Dame visit. He's got like a work trip. My man's got a school, a school trip uh, that he's going to take and uh, a clear, you know, take a step back from the recruiting process. And, and then, you know, when he comes back, should be able to make a decision uh, after stepping away from talking to coaches and stuff. He will be in Poland of all places, Steve, for, for that school trip. So nothing like, as, yeah, it's nothing like escaping out to Europe, right into the Alps and, and, and into kind of the away from the noise and shutting off his phone. He'll have a couple of weeks to really digest some of those official visits, USC, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Ohio state, and, and then come to a decision before his, his, his senior season. So that's going to be one of the more interesting recruitments to monitor in, in the weeks to come. Steve, I know you've got a, a flight to catch, so I really appreciate you hopping on the show and, and can't wait to do it again. Man, thank you, Blair. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right, that is Steve Wolfong. You can follow him on Twitter at swilfong247. That'll do it for us. Check back later this week for another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey.